All right, everybody, welcome back to the Open Concepts Podcast, episode 23. This is our final part, part three of our uh, gender role series that we've been going through for the past two weeks. Uh, so we're finishing off. We brought on two special guests, but before we get into that, I got my co-host EJ with me. EJ, how's it going, man? Oh, uh, you know, living my best life besides yeah. the COVID stuff, but yeah. Back into lockdown, man. Lockdown. Part round. three. I, I can't even. <laughs> is it part three? I don't even remember anymore, dude. Feels like one long just, lockdown with a bunch yeah. of like maybes maybes of it yeah but yeah anyways we're gonna finish this up our series right now so we decided to bring on two special guests one of our guests has already been on uh, a few episodes ago uh he is a former viner currently on youtube right now with over forty-five thousand subscribers he's famous he guys does- <laughs> very famous guys to us he is very famous and also to the world the internet he is very famous he is matthew paquette matt how's it going man i am doing good thanks for having me yeah welcome back it's been a while i think the last time we recorded was what february of last year i think it was just yeah the, of the moment yeah literally yeah nice that was kind of like when you uh started going on your own doing your own yeah. thing with the podcast that's right, and I'm just trying to figure out what to do, and then it was just a big lull of silence after that. <laughs> it yeah. just six months of just procrastinating and not wanting to do it. But that's all right. Oh well, it only took a global it, pandemic. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> Plenty of time to just realize, oh, what the heck am I doing? Uh, but as well, we got Matt's better half right now. She is currently streaming on Twitch. I've played with a couple games with her. She's awesome, guys. Go get a chance to go see her stuff uh clara paquette hello hello thank you welcome, for having welcome. me of course how has uh has it been going so far with this uh covid and everything um well covid really affected my job so i left that a few months ago but it gives a lot of time for twitch and streaming and doing stuff around the house and hanging out with a dog so it's pretty good yeah well i was just saying because you started up twitch when you were doing because of covid right like because you because you just i guess you had a lot of time on your hands and you wanted to kind of you want to eventually get this to like a full-time thing that would be cool that yeah, would be, be cool sick. yeah like not crazy high expectations because it's really competitive out there but um mm-hmm. i mean making some money i mean i'll be playing the games anyways so i may as well meet some people and make some money with it yeah absolutely wait, wait what, well, what then- games do you stream oh gosh um uh, anything from like Overwatch, League of Legends, a little bit of Minecraft, a little Nightmares, Among Us. Among us. Um, I do mm. horror games every Friday. Horror games. Like like Among us. Horror games are lit. <laughs> they them. are. They are very. Love hate relationship. E- EJ, right. you like horror games? What do you like? No, I don't like them, but they're fun. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Yes. Like, especially with, like, like if me and Elliot are playing a horror game. We started out, we're like, okay, we're going to play this, but it ends up being me playing and then him just like watching me. Commentating. Yeah, in the background. But it's fun when you do it with somebody and you can like jump up and down and be scared together. Absolutely. That I, would, I would never That's play true. by myself though. No, no. I, I, I don't play unless I'm streaming because then I feel mm. like I'm not alone. Exactly. Uh, we, we started playing this game called uh, Takes Two and it's incredible. It's like you have to work as a team to like complete all these missions and stuff and it's so good. It's was good that game. was that the the same developers who did the other co op game, A Way Out? Yes. Was, is it? Oh, okay. I was telling you about that. Is that that was the that was the game you were mentioning to yeah. me? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to run that then. I'm down. We we've been looking for co op games to play, and we're like, there isn't really much other than like online multiplayer. We're looking for like a nice story based like co op game. Oh, so oh, the story so good. Oh, sick. Oh, All right. Well, that sounds. I'm good. sold. Oh, then. Ma- yeah, and then Matt, on your end, because you've been doing now 
YouTube essentially full time now. Yeah. So how is how has COVID been treating that? Like, I mean, I'm sure like it's been nice in terms of just being at home and doing that stuff. But in terms of, I guess, going outside and doing stuff, I guess that's been pretty limited. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I kind of got upgraded or promoted from uh, YouTube editor to like YouTuber. Uh, so I still work for my uh, previous like employer. He's just kind of oh, sponsoring okay. uh, my journey into YouTube, uh, which is crazy. Like nobody, like literally nobody gets this kind of opportunity. So yeah. um, I essentially get paid to make YouTube videos that don't make money. <laughs> but the idea <laughs> is that uh, in the future, um, like assuming everything goes according to plan, um, he'll be able to like make a return on me. But he's not really in it for the money. Uh, it was, I think for him personally, it was probably either he would have had to let me go because I wouldn't be able to just do the job in the pandemic or it would have just mm -hmm. wouldn't have been like a good like wouldn't been uh, beneficial for him to try and send me footage or whatever so it was just easier easier for him to try and like plant a seed and see if uh if I could turn it into something yeah and I mean like from what I've like I've watched I watch all your videos as well as Maddie's as well and it from like the vibe that I get it isn't like a like a money grab it's like people that are actually like passionate about what they're what they want to do which is great yeah I like that aspect of it for sure um but then also i just saw your most recent video that you said that you guys are moving yeah we're moving yeah. you haven't disclosed that location yet so i won't i won't spoil it Did for we? everybody not unless uh, you want not to not on your video but i no. mean that's we can say it here yeah that's up to you yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah no we're moving Ooh, exclusive bro the exclusive right here <laughs> yeah exactly so um oh, oh no is that a dog? It's yeah. okay. That's oh, why. Yeah, the, that guys, might there's be a, a dog thing, here, and I'm very dog sorry. He's no, usually way worse, but that's good. Um, so yeah, so Claire's gonna go back to school for uh, child and youth, and uh, I'm just gonna go along for the journey. Very cool. And then I assume then you're gonna be doing video all your videos up in Peterborough. Then now, yep, it'll be a new uh, new landscape. Yeah, that's definitely. Lit. It'll be fun though. That is lit. Right? I'm excited. It, yeah, Peterborough is a great town. It's yeah. There's so much like young life in Peterborough, and obviously with COVID, it's going to be more limited for the next few months. But um, yeah. there's just so much life in Peterborough. It's so pretty. There's lots to do. I think it'll be a good change because it does suck to like leave our family and whoa gosh. <laughs> it will suck leaving like our family and friends and everything, but. Yeah, yeah. Milo. Why is he doing this? We got a third special guest today. Can you, can you cut we this We got out? a third one special sec. guest. Nah, we're <laughs> going to keep going. It's all good. Um, no, that's good. But uh, yeah, with COVID, it's kind of prepared us to like get away from our family and friends because obviously we haven't been able to see them. So it kind of mm -hmm. seemed like a better now than ever kind of situation. And while we're young and before like, you know, we expand our family or anything, it just makes the most sense now. Right. That's good. Yeah. No. See, maybe it's just me. But every time, because my brother went up to masters in Peterborough, yeah, and I could be completely wrong because you guys are saying it's great. Maybe I'm wrong because every time I went, it just seemed like gloomy and dead. No, so here, so um, here's the thing with a Bible college, you kind of live in a bubble. Because I went to masters uh, two for four years, and um, kind of living in that bubble, you don't like get the chance to explore the town and appreciate it for what it is and meet new people. And you mm -hmm. meet the locals and they show you all the cool spots you can't just find from like a Google search. And so when I picked up a part-time job downtown, I made a bunch of like local friends and they showed me like all the beautiful parts of Peterborough that I didn't know after being there for three and a half years. So it's kind of like a, you know, a hidden gem mm -hmm. if you find the right people to show you around. So what, so what you're saying get, yeah. is 
that Elliot's brother is just not cool enough to know where the gems are. <laughs> yep, nope, he's a... <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding, fair, no, 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 he's did... great, he's great. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, every time I did go up, it was just to drop him off at, like, the middle of the night, so maybe I just haven't given it the right... Like, I haven't gone for, like, a day. Your only perspective spend. is at night, Elliot? <laughs> no, oh, well, I did go watch a movie. There's a Cineplex. There, that's, so that's dark, too. Cool. There, is, there is a Cineplex there, that's right. Um, oh we got a couch you can sleep on anytime, though, if you ever want to come visit. I bet. Sounds good. <laughs> Anyways, we are going to move on to our open topic for today. Okay, so we're only doing one because I kind of want to focus on our, our gender roles topic for today. But uh, vaccines, we've talked about this on multiple occasions. Vaccines are rolling out like big time right now. And so there's a story that came out that um, that vaccines that are produced by Pfizer and Moderna, which are kind of like the two big manufacturers right now, I believe Johnson and Johnson's are also making one that's coming out pretty soon. Uh, pretty much, they're off. Those vaccines offer protection against COVID nineteen for at least six months. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so it said a study published on April six in the New England Journal of Medicine suggests that the Moderna vaccine offers protection against COVID nineteen through six months and the same thing with Pfizer. And then health authorities are also saying that they recommend social distancing because of the thing potentially running out. So when I read this, my mind was just, I'm like, well, why would I go get this if there's like an expiry date? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you guys go for it. Like, if you guys got opinions on that, like, are you going to get uh, EJ? I already know you don't <laughs> have any plans. It's not the for me, bro. <laughs> it's <laughs> not for you matt clara have you guys gotten the vaccines yet um well we're not technically eligible just because we're young and healthy Wait, and work from home but we're in the hot spot no we're not oh that's a big lie oh um bradford is a hot spot oh, okay well shoot me up anyways uh yeah no <laughs> we're, we're both on the side of um I, i'm not saying i'll be a guinea pig but I mean, if it's a step to getting back to, uh, you know, even just more research or a little bit of back to normal over time, I mean, yeah, shoot me up. Interesting. I'm over, the, okay. I'm over this pandemic so, and I don't care. So you guys just mentioned the six months. Let's just imagine yeah. for a moment, everybody got it. And for six months, there was no COVID to spread. <laughs> it would die. That's a in, perfect in, world in if theory. everyone got it. Yeah, in theory. In theory. But what if after the six months you grow a third leg? <laughs> you know, like, 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 I mean, this is the first vaccine, you know, like, <laughs> like I'm just saying, like, there's like, I feel like there hasn't been enough time to know what long term side effects could be because there hasn't oh, been a lot, you know. Okay, and I think the response to that is that a lot of people don't know that like the MN or mRNA like vaccine has been in development for the past decade. This, they didn't develop this vaccine like within the last year. They all they had to do was take the like the code and add it to the vaccine that already existed, which is the MNRA. True. That sounds I, bad. I, I confusing. That. That, that sounds like putting computer <laughs> chips in me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know where I stand with this. Like, I I have known like this is the we've said this from time and time again. I've never like, for example, never gotten the flu. But even if yeah. I was trying to prevent getting the flu, I wouldn't go out of my way to get a flu. I've shot. never had a flu shot, just, and I've never had the I flu either. either. So I don't know about this. My grandma the, got it. My the, grandma got the the vaccine, the COVID yeah. vaccine. My grandparents did yeah. too. 
see that that um like that i understand because right now like statistically what or statistics show that that elderly people are the ones that are most affected by this yes and like kids are 11 and under i'm pretty sure from what i read i could be completely wrong and this might have changed but there's only been one death in the world of an 11 year old and under with covid and then i think from like 12 to like i believe 24 it's like symptoms and like mild to like medium symptoms and death rate is still super low for that so it's yeah it's mid to elderly is kind of that area of of um of most susceptible to COVID, which yeah. is again, cause yeah, your immune system is, is much weaker. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know. I would <laughs> I say really if you're worried about the vaccine, you realize the vaccine is literally just like part of the virus. If you get the virus, it's going to be worse than the vaccine. I don't, get third leg. I don't want, I, third leg. I don't want any of it. I don't want none of it. <laughs> or go blind and get blood clots or what are the That's symptoms true. are there? But, but, here, but here's, here's another thing too. Didn't like you just said, Elliot, that Johnson and Johnson are like doing their version of the vaccine, right? Or something like that. Yeah. Didn't they just get in trouble for like something else the other day? Did they? Or am I tri- yeah, Johnson Johnson is kind of like the laughing stock of the um, vaccines right now. Right. They make like baby wipes. <laughs> really? I don't, I, I don't know. I I just remember I just remember hearing something about Johnson and Johnson that like they were doing some shady stuff or like not telling us. I don't know, bro. But I'm just like. I think there's oh, like a lot yeah, of like yeah. side just, effects and I just, yeah, I just pulled it up right here. I just pulled it up. It says yeah the the uh, Europe is actually regular. Uh, they're reviewing Johnson and Johnson COVID vaccine after several blood clots and an adverse reaction. <laughs> nah, fam. <laughs> it is not for it like i like okay if you if if anybody else gets it that's cool i don't judge you is what it is i'm not gonna get it i don't blame you but <laughs> i mean like i i think i think the fear is like if it becomes a thing where like like they, like no they, they can't force you to get it but if they start putting like restrictions on stuff like you and, like, can't travel life, or something yeah then it's like we're not forcing you but we're kind of forcing you and i feel like yeah. that's where the, it becomes a really like sticky situation yeah, pro- yeah because where are your freedoms being yeah you know right yeah but yeah i don't know about that but hey i mean, I mean let us know if you guys start to like grow other body parts <laughs> Yeah, become mutants. <laughs> yeah, you know, become X Men. But listen, we'll put if, it on Matt's YouTube. If if like if you guys get like superpowers, I might have to get the vaccine. My hero academia. <laughs> my hero academia. Yes. Oh my gosh, EJ. What if it's like? But if it's like random powers, they're not like you don't get to choose. Well, like, what would be a bad power though? Yeah. Um. Probably something dumb. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of something stupid. I can't really off Every the top time of my you head sneeze, right you now. Throw up. That's not really. That's, that's not a, that's not a power. That's, that's a curse. Okay, you throw up lava. <laughs> How about that? Lava. That, yeah, you yeah, throw that's up. super. What if you like holding oh, yeah. a baby and you sneeze and you like throw up lava on a baby or something? Yeah, that'd be oh, terrible. Yeah. That'd be a terrible. Superpower. That's technically well, a power. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah just stifle the no sneezes. <laughs> Sneeze responsibly, people. Come on. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. All right. Actually, I just realized I had one more, uh, one more world topic. And this actually kind of relates to you, Matt, because mm. you kind of recently did this. I did. Uh, EJ, and I know, I assume Clara knows what this is, but EJ, do you know what an NFT is? An NFT? Yeah. Uh, 
Probably not. Okay. I think I've, so heard, I think I've heard about it before. You don't know, you don't know. They're blowing up right now. This has been a nonstop on my Twitter feed right now. So, Matt, the reason why this related to you is because you created an NFT. I, I do. I saw you post that. I just didn't know what it was. So, Matt, why don't you explain to the audience what an NFT is? Oh, gosh. Sure. I, I sure can. All right. To, to, to sum it up, it's a digital signed piece of media. So, like... Anybody can post something and they can like essentially authenticate it as a one of a kind and you can sell it. Um, and it runs on the on on a blockchain cryptocurrency. Um, so it could be like Ethereum, um, Cardano or in the future, uh, whatever. There's just a bunch of cryptocurrencies that can run on it, but it has to be a network. Like You couldn't make a Bitcoin NFT, uh, but it's any sort of media. So it could be video, uh, audio uh what you know and then uh yeah you just kind of like digitally authenticate it to sell yeah so um if you guys get a chance go to matt's youtube channel and check out he made a video on this on how he created his own and it kind of explains the process that goes into actually like well not only making it but also actually distributing it and that looked like a headache dude oh that, wait wait that so sure like so so it's a it's like a digital what Anything. It's a piece of art. A, a digital, like, like, a, like a digital Picasso? It could be a song. Like you could write a song and sell it as an NFT. Mm-hmm. Like the MP3 file. Yeah. You can make a pretty little gift kind of picture yeah. and sell it. Oh, so you guys know um, the overly attached girlfriend meme from like back in the day, early YouTube? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. EJ, you know what I'm talking about? I think so. Um, so she was like a big thing on the internet way back. And uh, just last week, she sold a photo of her face from that YouTube video for $400,000. Mm. So it's like, it's like, it's like owning your masters. Essentially. Yeah. Like the weekend did this, this past weekend sold like unreleased music. So like, say for example, you EJ, you created a song and you wanted to just distribute it to one of one copy. Mm. People would essentially bid on that. Oh, ah, I see. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. So this is like, is there, is, so, Matt, so is there like copyright on that stuff? Yeah, so it would follow any sort of like copyright laws. Um, but again, it's like the Wild West. Um, I don't even know how they would enforce the laws. But technically, you're supposed to own anything you would sell as an NFT. Interesting. Yeah. Like if you look in the chat right now, EJ, that's the picture that sold for 400 grand. That's creepy. Just a photo. <laughs> Just a photo, bro. I'm upset. What the I'm heck? upset. It's not the about the photo. It's about owning the photo that she sold. And like you own that meme now, the guy who bought it. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, it's like owning your masters. I get it. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like, it's been blowing up. And like, I mean, you mentioned in your video that you like, you think this is the future, Matt, of like, like selling online. Yeah. I think it'll, it'll change a lot in the future, but uh, mm-hmm. I do, I do believe that this is where the internet is going. I think the internet is in stage two. So like, I don't know, like I don't know if you know, but like this would like the the era we're in right now would be called like, well, like the HTTP uh, uh, era. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, I think the internet can run off of blockchain technology, and you could have social medias that are not owned by anybody. And I think that's oh. where the future is going. Mm. Oh dang! Interesting. Dang. Okay. And that's All right. that's how I mean- like NFTs get involved, and then you have like the whole VR stuff, but like. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, who knows? I think I'm not even getting going there. Well, you made you made your NFT. Yeah, and it sold. They did a very yeah. uh, generous um Twitter YouTube viewer. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that and I'm like, yo, that's lit. When we're yeah, not, so what a lot of people <laughs> don't know is that so it costs up to two hundred dollars to post an NFT. Jeez. And uh, so when you sell something for four hundred dollars, you're only like paying for the next NFT. You're not really making any profit. Until there are like multiple bidders actually raising the price for it. Yeah. Okay. So so when 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 we're done recording, can we know how much you got paid for that? Well, I put it up for like 160 and sold it for 400. Oh my so like god! You can like go to the page and see it, but like that only covers the fees and then the, my next post. Interesting. So, I see. I that's kind of like yeah, the minimum. It. Watch that video. I had a headache watching it. I mean, <laughs> I, I have I a headache like, right now, but it's interesting. well clara what did you think when he was making this nft like what were your thoughts like because i mean i assume like you were aware of this make him make she's probably just so proud Um, of her man honestly uh uh, yeah i'm i'm uh, great i i think it is the dumbest thing in a way that like like, i just i cannot comprehend people having so much expendable income just to buy pictures on the internet um that's true maybe that's just my small brain uh not understanding the power of it or maybe just i i wouldn't care to have a one of a kind and i wouldn't want to spend you know four hundred thousand dollars on a meme um unless you're doing it for the meme but i i just like i think it's super interesting and i mean if you can make money off of it i mean go off but yeah. I, just me i do not understand why anyone would pay money for it but i mean we can just uh Use and abuse people who will and get oh, money from them. That's, terrible, Clara. <laughs> that's awful. I know. Jeez. I just I think it's silly, but I think it's if people want to pay money for it, then let them pay money for it. I, In other I, words, you don't understand. Yeah, you're right. I don't understand. <laughs> I I guess it's kind of like like people that like go to like real auctions though for like one of a kind things. Oh well, yeah, yeah. It's like but this what's is gold. Like, it's, you know. Yeah, like like right? it's the same the same kind of person that would do that but now they could just do it digitally exactly so i kind of get it but at the same time i'm like i just wouldn't do it too so yeah i wouldn't too like the i think the one time there was there was a twitter post of like the grammys giving out like experiences whatever and people bid on auctions one of those was actually like having like a 30 minute like zoom chat with tori kelly oh i was so i was so tempted so that'd be weird though bro yeah like 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 what like what would you do like we would record an episode with her. Oh. Oh, you would include me that's in what it I would too. Do. Yeah. Oh, okay, that got that then. You could. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't <laughs> just be me and her talking. That's what I thought you meant. I thought you're just like I'm just gonna talk to Tori for thirty no. minutes. No, 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 no. It was you and one other person, thirty minutes on Zoom, and I'm like, oh, I get. Oh, it. this could be like this would have been the chance, and so like the bidding started at like six hundred bucks. I'm like, all right, well, this isn't in like an investment. But mm-hmm. at the and then it left and then like half an hour later is already up to like thirteen hundred dollars. I'm like, yeah. I'm out. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, hey, NFTs, man. Are you planning to make another one soon? Uh, yep. Actually, the guy who bought the first one requested a, a second one. Oh, da- yeah. okay. Well, here we go. Uh, EJ, you should you should do that with one of your songs. Yeah, make like an unreleased track and then like sell it. That's true. I got to get bigger so people want it though. Music, music, like the thing about music is people gotta like, even if the song's good, if they're not invested in you, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, like yeah, you know I what I mean? That. Like a 
trash artist could make like Lil Uzi Vert could put do that with a super trash song and it will sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Just got it. It's the notoriety yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, I get that. But anyways, I mean, we'll see where it goes. But those are the end of our world topics. And we're going to move on to our open topic for today. Alrighty. Part three, final part of our gender role series. And we talked about the first week. We talked. About, you know what? Let's squash it right now. EJ, you've had some words. You forgive Matt for <laughs> oh, yeah. that video. <laughs> so squash it right now. Talk it over. this out. I just like to say you really hurt me. <laughs> um, I know it wasn't intentional, but what I you hope you can forgive me. What you did to me, Matt, it had me heated for the whole night. <laughs> it's not his fault. I blame you and Elliot. You guys are in cahoots, but but I forgive you. I forgave you last week. I have to stick to my word. Thank you. But that video was so trash. I hated that video so oh, much. Oh, it was. It absolutely was. Terrible man. Priya was upset Your feelings too. Are valid. <laughs> it was it was great content though. But anyway, that was first week that we did that, and then last week we talked about uh, gender roles, kind of just as in generalities in terms of society, both men, male and female. Now we're going to finish it off, and we're going to talk about it, I guess, in the context of marriage. And so, Claire and Matt, how long have you guys been married for now? A uh, year and a half. Well, I should say yeah. two different answers. <laughs> 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 two and a half years no yeah no. just over a year and a half yeah there you go then okay so because you guys are married i thought you guys would bring in a very like you'd bring the aspect of marriage into this and that's what we're kind of going to be talking about so i guess when it comes to like the the generality of just being equals but also i guess submitting to one another in the context of marriage where like what was the first time like you guys decided to like kind of talk that out and just like keep like keep it did real you as talk much that as possible out. just say did you talk it out is actually a big question too um so the first time that topic was really brought up was actually in like the premarital counseling uh we did mm-hmm. with uh, like our pastor um and uh we took a like a survey and kind of like went through all the different chores and roles throughout the house is it a, is it like a um, booklet uh or like a like a little pamphlet thing it was just it was just a piece of paper, like probably just off the internet, like a survey. I'm pretty sure me and Priya are doing the same thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Claire and I both did uh, the survey independently, and then we gave them to uh, our pastor Andy, and uh, he uh, kind of like went through them all. And essentially, we had the exact same answers on everything. Um, and a lot of our answers were either based off of our strengths, or it was um, stuff like that we kind of already did, or or we said that we would do them together. So, for example, uh, like taking the trash out or in recycling, like we've always done that together. That was uh, and like on that test or whatever the survey, we both said we'd do it together uh, when it came to cooking. I think it I can't remember if there was multiple options, but I think like we were both on the same page. Um, like um, Claire is better at cooking. So she she uh, mainly runs the kitchen and I help out and also uh, kind of do most of the cleaning dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh yeah, so that's kind of like the first time we talked about it. Yeah. What about you, Clara? When was the first time you kind of, I guess, I, I, yes, in the premarital counseling, but like for you specifically, when did it kind of start to, I guess, take form? Um, huh. Honest, like, I'll be honest. It's never necessarily been anything we sat down and like discussed. Like right from the very beginning of even we were friends and then when we started dating, 
Um, it was very much, I want to say a 50-50 for most mm. things. But like Matt said, it was just like, if I, you know, am better at something or he's better at something, it's kind of like, hey, this is like your forte. This is what you're going to do. Um, and we're, we've both been extremely flexible and understanding and learning between all different parts of a marriage and relationship. And um, so, yeah, there's never really a moment other than that test. And like mm-hmm. Matt just said, our pastor said, he's like, wow, your answers are almost identical all throughout the board. And I've never seen this. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> That's it right it's there. Great. Well, then, EJ, for you, who is getting mm-hmm. married, what, like some of I guess you have you have probably talked about this kind of stuff and like some of the, the potential give and takes that are going to have to be there. Yeah. Right? So I guess what has that process kind of been like? Because like you're about to get into it, whereas Matt and Clara are in it right mm-hmm. now, and they're actually practicing what they what they preach. So how does that how has that kind of uh, experience been so far? Um, it's interesting because like me and Priya, like we've always been so intent on being on the same page about everything. Mm-hmm. So we like we talked about it a lot before we even started our premarital. Yeah. But uh it's funny, like I can't say my answers because she'll hear this episode before our next session. Oh. <laughs> and we're not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. But uh I'm pretty confident that we're gonna have very similar answers. Um there's even things now that like I already know I struggle with that I just don't want to do that she knows I struggle with, but we've already talked about like, it's got to get done regardless kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think, I think as long as like you're on the same page with the person you're with, I don't think there's specific things that you have to fall into as a guy, but, but there are things that, I do feel as a guy, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. like wanting to provide, like it's just in me to want to be able to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, like, like we, like we've, we've sat down, we've talked and we've said like, or I've said like, how would I feel if she made like way more money than me? Right. Yeah. And, like, I'd be okay with it, but I would feel some type of way because, like, I want to be able yeah. to, like, you know? And I don't, think, I don't think, like, it was, like, anything wrong with thinking that or feeling that way. But the fact that we, like, discuss it and talk about it, I think, is what makes everything work. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess to, to that specific point, I guess now more to now Matt and Clara, specifically, I guess, to you, Matt, because uh, to EJ's point where... As a guy, maybe that's instilled based on your parents that brought you up, based on traditional roles that are that you that you were around. Uh, do you find that for you and Clara, I guess, in the context of marriage, that you feel like you need to be that guy? Um, a little bit. I know, like what EJ is saying, and I think, like, like probably like my biggest dream for the future would be that I could provide for my family, and Clara could just do whatever like her passions are. Um, and mm-hmm. she wouldn't have to worry about like food in the fridge or whatever. Like that would be my Id- ideal future. Um, but I mean, like if Claire was making more money than me, I like, I wouldn't care. I mean, as long as like, um, 
you know, we're both happy in what we're doing and yeah. Yeah. I I mean, okay. Well, I guess then to Clara now, because I mean, definitely do you, because I guess the, the day and age that we live in now where I think that everybody is seeking like to be equal and the, like an independent woman and an independent man can be the same, but do you find that it's okay from, from your experience, do you find it that it's okay for a guy to want to be the provider? Like to want to be that guy? Uh, no, I don't think there's um really anything wrong with that at all. Um, I do know that like for our like for our marriage and our relationship, mm-hmm. I like Matt said, I mean, like for my own selfish desires, it would be great, you know, if I was able to kind of just do what my passions are and whatnot. But um if somehow down the road I managed to pick up a job that made more money and as long as I loved it, I know that Matthew would have absolutely no issue with it at all. Um, but we're both very comfortable and confident in who we are and our marriages and who we are independently that as long as we have, you know, food on the fridge and, you know, food for our pets and on the fridge, in the Mm -hmm. fridge (laughs) and food for our pets. And we have a, you know, a happy house and good internet. Um, (laughs) we'll, we'll be happy. 2021. Everybody needs good internet. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, that, that, that's interesting. Where was it? I was reading a statistic here that actually, because I mean, well, I assume COVID is for you, for both you, Matt and Clara has kind of been, I guess, an interesting aspect when it comes to marriage, I assume. Correct. Yeah. Because yeah. like you guys are spending like way much like more time together. I don't like, was it, di- it had, was it different pre COVID in terms of like the amount of time you spent together versus now? Um, what I would say is I recognize that it is very healthy to have time apart. <laughs> Um, and like, I'm not like, we don't, like, we haven't really had any like major problems at home or anything, but like, it's, it's just, you, you feel it. Like there's just like, you don't get that satisfaction of like coming home to your significant other, Yeah, you know, you're Mm. just always here. And I think that, that, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, EJ, what about you? Like, has that been like, I guess, prepping for marriage as well? Like has like pre COVID to now covid like what has been the difference in terms of i guess prepping for for marriage in that sense um i will kind of like matt said like having your own time is really important and Mm -hmm. i'm like i like to be alone (laughs) i love to be alone like (laughs) i recharge when i'm not around people and as much as i love being around Pia, there is times when i would like to be alone but i think the amount of of that that I can do when I'm single, like single being that's not married. Yeah. I know it's gonna change. So I kinda gotta like have that mindset. Yeah. As I'm going into it. But she also respects and understands the way I am when it comes to that stuff. So I mean we just we just got our apartment with two bedrooms and we were able to dedicate one room to my studio. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's great because like, I can retreat <laughs> when I need to, but it doesn't feel like I'm just like always like, on my own. Yeah, complete you know? separation, yeah. right? Yeah, I get that. Clara, what about you? What has it been like in terms of just, again, pre-COVID to now during COVID? What's the, what's the shift been? Well, pre-COVID, Matthew was, you know, working in Newmarket, so he would leave for the day and I was obviously working too. Um, but then as COVID happened, Matthew started working from home and I left my job in January. So I'm also home 24 seven. He's home 24 seven. 
And yes, definitely. It's like I, my, um, one of my love languages is quality time. I do <laughs> absolutely love it. But that quality time can also just be us, you know, silently sitting in the same room on our respective computers, um, not talking. But I'm mm-hmm. now realizing that maybe, you know, that it's almost like our only time away from each other. We're still in the same room. Um, I get that. So I would definitely think that, you know, time apart, we've learned very recently that is something that we really need and that will be very healthy for us. Yeah. I was uh, I was reading a statistic here on Bloomberg, which was talking about how um, divorce rates and actually marriage rates have actually tumbled like they've gone down. So I guess on the end, the reason why people are saying that divorce rates have gone down because of covid is because, again, that divorces are expensive. You got to settle everything and you got to get that all sorted with. But also, again, with also the context of marriage is that because a people are not finding people that because of covid. But as well, um, just actually getting married because you, EJ, you and Priya are getting married during COVID. Mm-hmm. So that's going to probably be a really, I guess, I guess in context of guys, both of you guys working that out. Because I know we, you've talked about it a little bit, but how like, not how's it going, but how have you guys been able to, as individuals, been able to kind of handle that? <laughs> um, I think I will. I don't think I know that she feels it a lot deeper than I do. Because mm-hmm. the marriage is not the wedding, but the wedding is a huge part of celebrating the marriage. But uh, yeah. yeah, so COVID is kind of making the the wedding really tough to deal with and plan and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. that's what she feels, because every girl has their dreams of their their wedding day. Absolutely right, and it's and it's hard when you finally are there. And it's like, I only get one wedding, but COVID's restricting everything, you know? Yeah. But um, the marriage part, I think we're extremely excited and we're doing really well in preparing for that part. But I think, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just the wedding that's <laughs> the real yeah, hassle. Yeah, the actual yeah. event itself. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, I guess to kind of just talk about some of the things we talked about you and I, EJ last week and just kind of ask our, our married couple here. Um, we mentioned last week was, or actually you mentioned this, EJ was the idea that based on, I guess I, again, this is based on the Christian perspective that we're talking about here is that the idea of a man leading in the context of marriage and his, and his wife supporting. I don't know where, again, because people have different ideas of, and we briefly touched on this just a couple minutes ago, but I guess for you, both Matt and Clara, the idea of, again, a man leading his household and then a woman being supportive, but again, neither of those roles being one greater or one lesser, where does that, I guess, kind of fit in to, I guess, your life specifically? Yeah. So let's talk about what does it mean to be a leader? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think... A good leader knows when to lead and a good leader knows when to follow. Um, And I think in the household, uh, that is really important. Uh, There's a lot of times where, um, or I guess not even in a household, in a marriage, um, there's times where I know um, Claire is going to do a better job leading. And there's times where I know um, I'm going to do a better job leading uh, in whatever that is. Um, And uh, when I think when it comes to the Bible, 
um, or like the, I guess, Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I, I was talking to uh, John Cruz today. I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember uh, some of the things we talked about here. Um, some notes. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, all good. Yeah, because it, it is a, uh, because technically society today would not be okay with Mm-mm. that. Would, would not be okay with a one, because it, it would look one-sided if it was just, if we just said, man's supposed to lead, woman's supposed to support. I think, I think, I think that's the issue is because of the lack of understanding of what it right? actually yeah. means to lead yeah. properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think to lead properly, it's like you're, you're setting an example. Mm-hmm. Um, like in your household so like if i when speaking like spiritually i think um as a leader you should be um setting an example to your household whether it's your children or your wife or um you should be setting that uh, the tone for, for what that looks like uh, mm-hmm. yeah i heard an analogy one time and it was yeah. like like when it comes to like leading and supporting and it i think i don't know who, where I heard this conversation, but the person was trying to explain that like leading doesn't have to be the kind of thing that like is lording over somebody. So the comparison was like, imagine Elliot, right? You're leading your household. You're driving the car. Okay. Mm -hmm. And your wife is in the passenger seat with the map. (laughs) It'd be, it'd be terrible. Like you'd be a terrible person to drive if you were just driving and not listening to the advice from the person with the map, you know, like if you you guys feed off each other. So like looking at it from like that perspective, like, yeah, like I'm as the man I'm leading, I'm driving, but I really can't go anywhere without the help of the person who's directing me, you know? That's really good. Yeah. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I guess now turning it to Clara now, Clara, as the statement that was mentioned with man's supposed to lead woman's supposed to support. Do you feel like, do you feel that that's your, again, I won't, do you feel like that's your role or do you feel like based on the, the things that you and Matt have, you're more of supportive instead of leading, or do you feel like you're more of a leader instead of supporter? Like, what do you think? Um, like, hmm. I think the thing with, Mine and Matt's marriage, I might be a little bit different and let's say non-traditional compared to a lot of other Christian couples that we know. Sure. Is that we're very much like 50-50. And like Matt said, a good leader knows when to follow. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think of like, if you're like, think if you're like, you know, like a youth leader or a pastor, if you're constantly spiritually supporting people and constantly pouring out and being there for people, eventually you're going to run out and you're going to need to get supported. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, let's just say I was, you know, supporting Matthew 24-7 through everything he does. I'm eventually going to run out and run dry, possibly grow bitter, possibly have resentment. And so there needs, not saying that that's when I need to, you know, now be the leader, but maybe I need Matthew to switch up the roles and just support me. And then Mm -hmm. there are some times, you know, when let's say Matthew might be super overwhelmed or there's just stuff going on, like there's times when, you know, the roles will switch. And also depends like what your definition of a leader would be. Like a leader of the household, the classic man isn't, you know, deciding uh, what to do with the money, what's going on with the household, the big decisions. Like a proper husband who's going to be a proper leader in the house is going to choose like 
Like make sure that we're doing devotionals, make sure that we're doing daily prayer, mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, spiritually everyone is being fed and everyone is following God first. Um, yeah, the the more worldly traditional role of a man versus what a Christian role of a man is supposed exactly. to be. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like if you look in the Bible when um it says like Jesus, you must what? Helicopter, sorry. Oh, Probably hear that. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> dogs and helicopters <laughs> oh, that, in the background. That's right. Listen, we got dogs, helicopters. They're all rolling up today. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Got a big, um, spe- they heard special guests. They got a big audience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um, oh, man, uh, lost of thought because of the helicopter. Yeah, I think you lean um, in your strengths. Absolutely. And, like, Jesus needs the um, saying, husbands, serve your wives as, you know, Jesus served the church. Right? And I think that mm. that's what your ideal leader looks like. Um, in a Christian household, and if you're not being that, then you're a poor leader, and then you're going to get poor support. I think that's a good point. That's a good point, because I think back when we were doing youth with with Dean Elliot, Mm -hmm. I think what made that, like, our dynamic work so well is that even though Dean was the guy who was in charge of everything, he was the one leading everything, he mm-hmm. did a really good job of serving us in what we needed, which made it easy mm-hmm. for us to submit to his leadership. It was never yeah. like, a, I'm the leader, so you have to listen to what I say. But the way that he led and treated us and supported us in our lives and what we need made it easy for us to want to support him. That's really And good. I think yeah. that's the characteristics of what a good husband should be to his wife. I feel like, like, like if you got to tell your wife she needs to submit to you, you're, you're off track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you already going yeah, the wrong like, way. Yeah. It's, it's wrong, G. It's wrong. Anybody, if, if you have to tell anybody to submit to you because of your position, like you're, you're, you're off. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I get true. that. Um, I guess talking about more, like this was a point that I had here, was talking about more of the, because when we were, uh, as us, young adults growing up we were surrounded by more i guess more older people who have more traditional what we view as more traditional roles in marriage did you find that like did you find that you were taking pointers from certain people in terms of people who had more of a what you viewed as more of a traditional marriage or were you kind of just kind of staying away from that as much as possible and trying to shift that like what were some of the things that maybe you picked up maybe not from let's say like your parents as well but also like from people that you knew who were also married as well like for matt and clara um (laughs) i'm trying yeah i'm trying to think of like uh relationships that like we look towards and if they even affected ours um matt Uh, I don't know. I mean, like growing up, my dad, um, provided for my family. My mom never Mm -hmm. had a job. Um, my dad didn't have a great job. Actually, it's kind of a, it's kind of crazy that like even like managed to like buy a house, pay off his house with like a single income. Um, but it's, uh, I mean, as far as like gender roles from marriages that we observed, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not, uh. I don't really know. I don't think I don't think they really were. No, not that I can really think of either. I don't know why I can't think of anything right now. 
Yeah, because um, the only reason I ask is because, I mean, I was talking with somebody about this about, I think, a week ago. And the idea that I think when it comes to marrying, I guess, and you're a part of a church, depending on what kind of church you're a part of, congregations tend to, like, want to dictate some of the things in your marriage or trying to, like, influence their way into certain situations. And that was, like, very prominent in kind of more, right. like, old school churches and stuff like that. So that's why I only bring it up. It's just... Did you find those situations sometimes when it came to, I guess, being married? Uh, one thing I think that I wouldn't say, like, one thing that I can think of um, that I always picked up from either, you know, other older couples or like what the church would tell us and whatnot, um, always had to do with babies, babies, babies. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. um, like, I, I, we do not plan on having our own kids. We do plan on adopting. And there are no, many okay. people um, in the church and also just like directly in our families that were like, oh, no, like, what do you mean? Mm. And maybe that's a reason why I never really picked up from many other couples and marriages, because so much of their marriage was based off of like popping out the next kid. And yeah. I just could never really relate or resonate with that whatsoever. So maybe that's just why I can't think of any of the couples that we looked up to, because <laughs> you just blocking them out. Well, because it's just, just like it's such a classic thing, especially in Christian households. Uh, like once the wife pops out a baby, she is no longer like she just becomes a mom, and that's her yeah. identity. And that's something I'm right. like, not that I like resent or anything, but it's just kind of like I want to be Clara first, and then you know be a wife at well, first I'll be a woman of God, then be Clara, then be a wife. I don't want to just be labeled as a mom. Well, exactly. And that's why I bring it up, because I think that that's maybe the role that people dictate once yes. you have those, once you have a child or once you're in certain situations like that. I don't know. Uh, Matt, EJ, what do you guys think? Uh, I think because growing up, I didn't grow up in a household with like a mom and dad it was just me and my mom. Yeah. You mentioned so, this last week. Yeah, You grew up a lot around a lot of women. Yeah. But um, I did grow up around my grandparents, and I saw their marriage. And I can say this because they're not going to listen to this podcast. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I just remember, and I think even to this day, like, it's just like my grandpa makes the money. Like my grandma used to work, but like my grandpa was the breadwinner. And because mm. he was a pastor. And I remember at home, it was just like, my grandpa sits on the couch all day. My grandma does the cooking, the cleaning, all the housework, brings him his food. He watches TV. And like, he didn't, he didn't really do much other than bring home money. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I think, I think that might be actually like, I could be wrong, but I'm just speaking from what I know. I, it's a very Jamaican thing where it's just like, but it, like, it could be everybody thing. I don't know. But where like the idea is like the guy, as long as he's, as long as the roof is above our heads and everybody's like clothed and fed, then I don't need to do mm -hmm. anything else. And I think that's the role I saw for the husband growing up. And I think I saw it, but then also growing up with my mom and my mom's just a straight shooter. So I think mixed like the combination of the two, it showed me what not to do, if that makes sense. So like, no, I didn't look yeah. up to those marriages, but I did learn from them, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. 
No, that's a good uh, point. Yeah. I think like even nowadays, like that lifestyle isn't even possible. Like maybe for yeah. them, it that that is a like a way for you know your grandmother to serve your grandfather. And like she's happy to do that because he works hard at his job. But like I think nowadays, like that's just not even a reality that's feasible. Yeah, you you need two incomes to barely live comfortably at this point. Uh, yeah. Let alone yeah, buy a uh, house. It's true. Right? <laughs> it's true. Things are expensive, Elliot. <laughs> we yeah, just got the keys. I know. You don't even know, Elliot. <laughs> I don't know yet. I'm enjoying my singleness right now. Dude, people used to say don't live beyond your means. That's not even possible anymore. No, it's not. You can barely make your means. Is it? Yeah. It's a struggle puff out here. It's, it yeah, the struggle sandwich, man. Real. Bread and nothing in it. Bread <laughs> and nothing uh, in it. To, to kind of start closing. Hold on, hold on, right hold on, now, Elliot. Just, hold um, you, you didn't answer no questions today, Elliot. You you just uh, well, out here asking mediating. all the questions. I was, I you was asked the married couple. I was you asked the engaged guy. Well, let's ask the single guy some questions, okay? All right. Elliot. Go ahead. Yeah, Matthew has right? questions too. I was learning. I was learning. I was actually enjoying this because I was learning. <laughs> As a somebody who is single, I was learning. Okay. I got a question for you, Elliot. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> As the single guy yeah. who eventually will get married, what Thank do you, you expect from your wife oh that's exactly what i was gonna ask great minds oh. think alike clara there you go there you hey. go because <laughs> i remember sorry just to uh jump off of you ej uh you guys talking about what it means to be a man yeah i'm curious kind of similar to your question what does it mean to be a woman the reason we didn't say that is because we were just guys and i felt like if there was no girl yeah. here to <laughs> talk about it yeah it I, came like, off wrong. I don't want to speak on behalf but now of women. i want to yeah. hear but it yeah, i want to know you're here, it's, it's easy to talk about okay yeah. answer my question first elliot I will answer your question. Um, I think for me, it would just be, again, I think this would be the same thing when it comes to if I'm getting into a relationship. What I expect is just, again, that I would support, but I would also be supported in the things that we do. So like that I would know the things that I struggle with, know the things that I'm good at, and be able to just walk life with somebody equally. I wouldn't see it as a, like, I don't, it's tough to say in like I expect that I guess fundam are you talking about like in terms of like fundamental things of like I expect them to be like a Christian or I expect them to be Okay, like, I'll, okay, I'll give you an example what of to, what I mean. Okay. Sure. Okay, you have a dream to be let's see. I don't know, a basketball player, okay? We're going mm -hmm. far left here. You have a dream to be a basketball player. Your fiance has a dream to be uh, a doctor. Okay? Ah, uh, okay. It's been her dream her whole life to be a doctor. It's mm -hmm. been your dream to be a basketball player. Okay? You're... So now, so now let's say you guys are getting married, whatever. And... Mm somebody's dream has to get put on the back burner. Do you expect her to sacrifice for you initially? Oh, see, I don't know. <laughs> because I'll be situation. honest, I'll be honest. If you were asking me that inside of me, I would. And like, like, yeah, like I wouldn't yeah. just expect it. But initially I would think, yeah, like she should yeah. sacrifice for me because, you know, 
but I would also right. talk about it. It's like you're not ready to get married if that was the situation. What was that? Is that like, no, no, not you, but that scenario mm. sounds like not a good time to get married. Right? Sorry. Oh, not I should have thought you were telling EJ. him. No, no, no. So that scenario does not sound like a good time to get married. <laughs> when you, yeah, when you got two different life paths and you just haven't figured that but out. But like, I say, I say that just to say like, do you expect sacrifice like that? Do you expect well, I think it? it would be from I'm not saying do you want it do you expect I, I, it I guess for for me yeah to a certain mm-hmm. extent I just as much as I think she would expect that to a certain extent right I don't th- I think it, it's it has to be equal on both sides right like I I as as Matt was saying if we're talking about pre-marriage that's different right like in the sense that if I'm pursuing something if I'm going to like we're both in a relationship and this is what I want to do, but she wants to do this. I think again, communicating that and figuring out where to go from there is the only real way I can see that mm. going. Right. Cause this is such a, it's such a generality because again, I've not been put in Some that people situation, don't though. Some people just legit assume like this is what we're doing because you know, ah, uh, right. Because there is that power imbalance yeah. or maybe just no under. Yeah. So I guess for me, it would just be understanding that. Listen, I think both people have aspirations, both people have dreams, both people have things that they want to do. And I think when it comes to being in a relationship, there are give and takes, there is push and pull. So I think to have those conversations, to be aware of when things like that are occurring is important. If I was in that situation, yes, as you said, there, of course we're human. There would be undertones of just being like, well, no, this is what I want to do. Uh This is me. This is my dream. By you saying no, you're you're stomping on my dream. But at the same time, you have to be aware that there is somebody else now involved. It's not just one person, it's two people. Yeah. So, I mean, that's how I'd go about it. Of course, there are expectations, but I think that in the end, you have to be able to communicate and just be aware of each other's wants and needs when it mm-hmm. comes to that. Because I, f- I feel like a lot of times when we say, like, what do you expect from your significant other? It's a lot of, like... Mm-hmm. Well, like little things like cooking, like, you know, I expect them to support me, but like legit, like what do you expect from your partner? Yeah. I just be like, listen, I would, I would expect someone to support me or to, to challenge me and to cheer me on in the things that I'm doing just as much as I would want to do that for them as well. Mm. It, It wouldn't be a thing of like, no, this is me. You're just here for the ride. No. We're both in the, we're both, uh, we're both, we, there's two steering wheels. That's what it is. This is a driving test. <laughs> that car is going to crash. So yeah, that, that's how I see mm. it. And again, I mean, like from what you guys have talked about, it, it does help me learn a lot about that, right? Because you guys are married and also EJ is getting married as well. So this does help me in terms of like gain new perspective and just think about those things, which is great. I guess to add to... Because, Clara, you had the question of what what was it again? What it means to be a woman. What, what, um, what does it mean for you guys to be a woman? Well, obviously not for you to be a woman, but what do you expect from I'm a, a woman? I am, I am it's 2021, man. Elliot. <laughs> Listen, not, I am, I, you read off the list of all the, so of all the things you can be. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. The, 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 the genders you can be. Everything you want to be. Oh, no. 50-something no. genders out there. Um, can, I, um, can I bring up something from the previous episode yeah yeah go for it dude all right Uh, so you guys (laughs) talked about um men pursuing women and is it okay if a woman pursues a man 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't really like the response you guys had. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm just Let's gonna talk about it. it. I like this. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So the I don't know if this response was like, I, I don't know. But what I'm going to say is uh, it, it the answer that you guys kind of gave is that it kind of led into if a woman pursues a man, it's bad for the foundation of the relationship. And that, like, that was kind of correct. Would you say? Oh, I. Oh, that was EJ's point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was your point. You take lead on this. This is your point. Yo, see, yo, you see how he just like threw me under the bus, but it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, he I, did. Listen, Shut I up, said I wouldn't have. <laughs> I said just to reiterate my point from last episode. You can listen to it. Oh, I did. This I said morning. there is. I said there is. I don't think there's a problem with it, but I'm old school in the sense that. The way I I was raised, I I would rather do the pursuing. I don't see a problem with it, uh, but I would just prefer doing. Mm-hmm. It. Sure, you can't argue with preference. But in our relationship and other relationships that I met, the it, it is common for the woman to pursue the man, especially at first. But there needs to be a moment where you're both pursuing each other, and I think that's what's actually valuable. It doesn't matter who opens the door. Or like the relationship door, metaphorically. As long as that there's still give on both sides. Yes, um, I agree with that. But then it's it's less of a question about gender roles and more of a question about being or not being a lazy person, like not being the the Homer Simpson <laughs> like yeah, cliche yeah. media like. Like the, the man that the, the media mm-hmm. shows. Okay, let me go in depth on what I meant when I was talking last week. Okay? Totally. So, I look at when God cursed Adam and Eve and he's like, you're going to work the ground. Like, you're going to so- like toil the soil, right? Like, you got to work. Mm-hmm. And I just, I've, I see a lot of, it's like you said, laziness. And... No, I don't think there's an issue if the woman is pursuing. I don't see an issue with that at all. What I meant when I say the foundation could get a little rocky, it's not even so much on the women doing that. I was talking about the men per se, because I feel like we live in a society with a lot of lazy men, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. I say that from like, like, I get that there are the cases where it's not like that. But I do think a lot of times, though, the guy will sit there and be like, what do I got to work for? She's already coming to me, you know? Yeah. Like, there's not like, I don't got to try. And I, and, I, and I do think there is something important about a guy trying to get the girl. Now, if she approaches him and then, like you said, now it's like, okay, we're both going to pursue each other. That's one thing. But I think what I see a lot in today's society is if it's that case the girl will do whatever and then he feels like he already got her so he doesn't have to do anything and i feel like that mentality is what causes the rocky foundation yeah and like even on like speaking into marriage that kind of that's really common as well is that you you get married and then stop pursuing each other yeah yeah and yeah i think i think that's what i was going at when i was saying that because like, if I don't got to try to get her to date her, I'm not going to try in our marriage. Not saying every guy does that, yeah. right? but it could be a thing that you don't, you're not even aware of. 
because I've seen it. I've seen it in different relationships. So it's mm-hmm. it's almost too easy, whether it be a long term relationship or a marriage, to just get super comfortable with each other, and then you, that's when you stop pursuing each other. And it's kind of like the saying, like just because you get married doesn't mean you never stop dating. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't stop, you know, surprising each other with things. You never stop, you know, uh, making the relationship more fun. It's It's got to be more than just come home, like, work, come home, eat dinner, watch some TV, go to bed. Like, you still need to have fun with each other like you would when you were first dating to keep the relationship lively and whatnot. And we see so often in long-term relationships or marriage that they just, either one part, one side of the parties or both parties just stop trying. Mm. And yeah, I think absolutely. my perspective on that too is because i grew up with a lot of women so i understand the side of like when the guy isn't trying and the resentment that comes with it and i was yeah. just and i was thinking i was like well like i think i think there's something special about when you work for something whether that be anything but i like as a guy like like not many people know this, but Priya told me never one time, okay? <laughs> okay? <laughs> so now that we're here, it, like, I, I treasure it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think, I'm not saying this would have happened, but I don't think the treasure would have felt the same in where we are now if she just started it and was like, I like you, let's do this. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. No, Matthew turned me down once, so Dang. I understand. <laughs> that didn't Dang, stop Matt, me, you but... <laughs> Yo. <laughs> but no, I was de- like the so I, I knew Matt for years before we actually became friends. But the day mm-hmm. like I actually like, introduced myself and like got to know him, it maybe was like thirty minutes later. I'm like, I'm gonna date this guy. Like this, this, this is gonna work. I'm gonna make this work. And then like we got to know each other for a few months, and he was like, ah, oh, maybe we're just better off friends. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Okay, Matt, okay. what was your thought when that when you when you turned her down? <laughs> like what what was going through your head? Do you even remember it? Yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. So kind of like um kind of like EJ, like you were saying in like the previous podcast, like you needed to like figure yourself out mm, first. Okay. And was, that was essentially it. Like I I was out of one relationship into another, like too quick. And like we didn't really have much of a relationship. It was no. like we just were starting to get close and kind of and ended it before before that but it was very much like uh i need to figure out my life first okay so t- okay so i came back three months later <laughs> you, you came back to him clara yes oh i see <laughs> okay so matt um when clara came to you the second time what were, where were you at then um well i'm i think i mean i was i was in a better place. I mean, I think even when Clara was was gone within that time period, she went back to school. Um, she brought back a boy, and I was like, "Oh, great!" Like I'm like like I was genuinely happy for her, but obviously, like obviously didn't work out. Um, and uh, yeah, it was more than three months. It was like uh, four. Months. Okay, so I I think my question um, is when <laughs> when was your 31st. moment, Matt? When you were like, "Yeah, I'm like yeah." Oh, I got an answer for you. When I realized. You may not ever be ready. Mm, okay. <laughs> yep. It's yeah. So I think to a to a point, like you you kind of gotta like have an idea of what you're doing with your life and who you are. 
but there's never going to be a point where you're fully ready. <laughs> it's almost like having kids. Mm-hmm. Like you're never going to be fully ready to have kids. Like it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. like you just got to sometimes, you know, pull the trigger and grow through it. And I think both for Matthew and I, we might have not been, you know, completely, perfectly stable young adults um, who had everything together, but we decided to kind of give her a try and grow with each mm-hmm. other. Okay, so so Matt, if Clara never asked the second time, would you have eventually made a move? I don't know. It de- I mean, like, it depends, like, where she would have been in her life, if she would have gone back to school, stayed there, if she got into another relationship. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that we, like, met each other through a very close friend group, like you mm-hmm. guys know, um, all our friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, regardless of... If she didn't come back, she still would have been there within the friend group. I mean, I really don't know, like, what would have happened. Okay, because this is funny, like, because I'm thinking about what you said about how it was received, what I said last week. And I'm getting, I'm getting perspective. Yeah. And I'm thinking the, the point that I was making applies to the guys that are not like you. And I, and I get the guys like you that are, like, a little not as, like, forward with that kind of stuff. So from that perspective, I get it how like Clara making the first move works out because you're a good guy. You have good intentions. You have good character and all that stuff. Right. <laughs> I hope. So, right. Amen. Exactly. <laughs> but on the opposite hand, there's the guys that who are just, you know, like I was saying. But that's interesting, though. I like that story. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Yep. Dang. Do you have any other? Do you have any? Do you have any? Uh, any other gripes with with what we said? Um, I'm genuinely curious. Yeah. I, well, I wrote down notes. We might have already touched on a lot of them. Um, I love getting feedback. Yeah, I've been no, telling people to hop well, my I, DMs from time, yo. Nobody yet. Nah. Um. I think we pretty much already ta- t- uh, touched on everything else. I think the biggest thing was was that, like, for me, what I was was hearing is that I, I like. Like everything I was listening to, I w- I kept thinking like you really lead with your strengths mm-hmm. and you flow with your partner. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of off topic here, but one of the <laughs> worst advice or like the most incorrect piece of advice somebody gave me going into a relationship is that you and your partner need to fight. And Ugh. and the idea is that because then once you fight, you learn how to resolve your fights. But Claire and I have never fought. We really know how to get into it. Dang. Okay. Wow. Okay. Let me, let me ask you what your definition of a fight is first. Uh, we have never raised our voices to each other whatsoever. We have never said any rude words to each other whatsoever. Do you guys um, have disagreements well, though? Oh, okay. Yeah. And the thing is we know how to resolve them and there is no hill that either of us is worth dying on. Okay, yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I get, I get what you're saying. Because in that case, me and Priya have never fought either. Have right? never fought. But I do think there is importance in learning how to resolve issues. But yes, I Absolutely. agree. Like, the fight that I think people refer to is like, oh my gosh, let me throw a cup at your head. Like, you know. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, know I, you know what it is? I think the previous, previous generations did not communicate. No. And yeah. us growing up mm-hmm. in the church, um, yeah. we were taught how to communicate. And I think that really flows into our marriage. Um, and I think it like it's just different in our generation than it is in other generations. And yeah. You know, I agree. And like I think fortunate. of like my like 
the previous generation, like my dad or even like my grandpa, like they're the classic, like all American dad kind of thing. Right. Like mm-hmm. they're both mostly the breadwinners. Um, I mean, both my mom and my grandma did work, but I mean, you know, dad and grandpa made most of the money. Um, and they were also very much uh, not necessarily hold your emotions in. Don't talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. But like I've maybe seen my dad even show like real emotion a couple times. My grandpa maybe a couple men don't times. cry. But like I think our generation men don't cry. Men don't cry. But um, I think our generation. I'm not saying that like all these men are now like super emotional, but they're more in tune with their emotions and they're more open to having like real discussions. While I know like previous generations before us, um, it was I'm right, you're wrong, or like you said, EJ throw a cup at someone's head yeah. <laughs> and then go to bed angry. And pretend like it didn't happen the next day. I think our generation is much more better at communicating. And I think that mm. definitely a huge part of it is the church. But I also just feel like it's a generational change. Okay, do you think it's a generational um, thing or super- just a church kid thing? I think it's a think generational it's a both, thing. I think it's both. Yeah. Well, yeah I think both, the church teaches us how to communicate. But I think like this, like, I think like if I think of all like the young kids I know now, they're much more talkative and open with their emotions than I know my dad's generation never was at their mm. age. It's funny because like I work with a lot of I work with a lot of people who aren't Christians and I see a lot of like the guys my age and I think even though like they open up a little bit more, they still have those same mindsets from like the previous generation, but with but with the communication yeah. skills of today. So it makes for yeah. like a weird murky kind of thing going on. Absolutely. <laughs> But I, th- I think yeah. that'll just be good for, you know, a lot of marriages and even, even just like friendships and relationships yeah. for people closer to our age and even younger too. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, I guess to, again, now to start closing. <laughs> you got sidetracked. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys, I know it's all good. Uh, to start closing, I guess some advice, well, from the married couple, of course, to what would your advice be to the idea of, maybe somebody not understanding what it means to be again, as we mentioned equal, but not the same to be different, to, to have those give and takes in the context of marriage. What would your advice be? Um, I think both parties, whether it be like supporter and provider, husband, wife, um, you both need to humble, be humble between each other and be willing to make sacrifices. And mm-hmm. you, whether you like it or not, sometimes you need to step up where your partner can't. Whether that just be it's something they're uncomfortable with or maybe just they're going through a hard time and you need to kind of change the roles and just being open and okay with learning and growing together. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because there's no like black or white when it comes to that whatsoever. Yeah. Um, there's a lot sure. of colors in between it. It's good. Matt? Um. That was the lesson there, guys. <laughs> uh, well, I guess then also to EJ as well, as somebody who's getting into marriage, what would your, I guess, advice be for people who are kind of wanting to get into that field or are currently in that situation? My advice? Yeah. Well, my first advice is be friends with your person before you you know be actual like like be actual friends with them first yeah but then the next Mm -hmm. thing is like learn to actually like communicate like genuinely communicate like 
if you feel some type of way about something, say it and express it. And to both parties, you got to understand, like I would, like me and Pri, we always say this to each other, that we're not, like we're on the same team. So if we're ever in like an argument yeah. or some sort of disagreement and emotions are involved, we got to say like we're on the same team. So maybe what I'm saying or what's being communicated is not coming off the right way. But in this moment, try to hear what I'm saying and where it's coming from, because my goal is not to be the enemy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So learning, I think learning to properly communicate and being comfortable communicating. And then for the person receiving the communication, again, be humble. Like it's okay to, like if your partner feels something, it's okay to just hear them out and understand that. You don't always have to defend yeah. why you weren't trying to hurt them. Just hear them out. Absolutely. Can I add? Yeah, go for it. Um, it's really easy to fall into a box of expectations and like to, to expect your wife to do something because you did something else or like it's like it's this like mentality that you would have at like a, a job or something, right? Like it's it's that's not the way that Give and takes. You yeah. don't. Yeah, there, you don't you don't do things and then expect your wife to, to do something else. Like, right. I, like, I don't expect Claire to take the dog out because I took the dog out last mm-hmm. time. That's yeah. that's how you create an unhealthy balance. No tit for tat. Absolutely. Oh yeah. If you <laughs> if you ever want to uh, challenge your relationship, uh, get a puppy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <ruin> your life. <laughs> EJ, if you ever want to really push your marriage, get a yeah. cute little. Nah, puppy. I'm cool. <laughs> No, I, I think I think Priya <laughs> wants one, so we'll see. Oh, oh you'll get a I, I, I want a cat, but she's like, nah, I hate cats. So I was like, okay, we're not getting a cat. I'm not. I can't come to your place. Shut I'm up, Elliot. No, you're not allergic. I can't come to your. <laughs> not allergic. Take some. Uh, exactly. Uh, what's the Claritin? Yeah. <laughs> I I gotta do it for the cat. All right. Um, really, really quickly. I guess yeah, this yeah. is more so for EJ. Um, but I mean, uh, Elliot, if you got anything you'd like to ask, I mean, like. Me and Matthew obviously aren't, you know, a perfect, great example of a marriage. But do you have, like, any questions going into marriage that, like, you would want to ask, like, a married couple? Like, just super honest? Like, even just, like, a simple question, big question. Do you have anything mm. you want to ask us? Let me think. Oh, <laughs> I got yeah, the I floor. Think about that. <laughs> uh, well, you guys are what? You said uh, over a year into marriage? I think a year and a half, right? Yeah, about a year and a half. Um, let me think. You see, it's funny for me because me and Priya, like, we were talking about marriage before we were like, like probably like a year before we were engaged. (laughs) So like, we've been planning this for a long time, but (laughs) I would say. When the honeymoon phase ended, if it has ended, it's been a year and just over a year. Did it end for both of you at the same time? That's a good question. It's hard to measure. I, I here's the thing. I I don't necessarily think there is a like quote unquote perfect honeymoon phase. I think like it comes in phases. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. it will you know let's say it leaves for the both of us and it comes back for one of us and then leaves for one person or it comes back for both of you at the same time it's it comes in waves um 
And those waves could be generalized around maybe like someone's mental health or maybe a job change, whether those be both good or bad situations. Um, it, it, I think it just it comes and goes. And, it, you know, let's say I'm in a honeymoon phase and Matthew's not or the other way around. That's when you kind of got to, like I said earlier, like bring back the dating aspect to your relationship. Yeah. And just, you know, remember, like, your relationship, it probably was fun at the beginning. Keep it fun. And then that honeymoon stage will, you know, come back. And it's also okay and healthy for the honeymoon stage to die down a little bit. Like, life happens. You can get stressed, overwhelmed. And, you know, marriage isn't all about, you know, hugs and kisses. Sometimes it's just your best friend, you know, watching a movie with you. And then you just go to bed after yeah. that. Like, like Matt said, there's no... You don't want to have a box of expectations and sometimes Mm. expecting, you know, both of you to be in the honeymoon phase can put that expectation there, but it comes back. It's okay to Netflix and not chill guys. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, absolutely. (laughs) We put a TV in our bedroom to watch anime and only anime. Oh, that's so awesome. We did. We have an anime TV in our um, bedroom now and it's lovely. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. All right. My question, this one's kind of like a fun question. What is one thing that each of you hate to do that the other person does for you? I hate the dishes. The di- like I hate You'll be them. Too. I don't touch them. <laughs> I don't touch them. I will cook a four-course meal and I'll like, you know, you know, rinse the dishes off and whatnot. I absolutely hate dirty dishes. Maybe it's because I'm a little bit germaphobic, but touching wet food it just something I don't know. It disgusts me. <laughs> you should, and I, you should come visit milestones. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole professional kitchen of wet kind food. Kind of funny. But my answer completely contradicts what Clara just said because I hate picking up animal vomit. I don't care about picking up dog poop, but vomit oh, I cannot but handle. Do it. Like Clara does it, no problem. Like, That's funny. <laughs> I, I, when you grow up with cats, cats throw up all the time. And I just I'm I'm used to animal throw up, I guess, and just animal uh, things. The vet helps probably. And working at a vet for a month. A month? Um, a year. You're cool with excrement, <laughs> but you're not cool with wet food. No, wet food can die. Absolutely right. not. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> that's <laughs> Matt, you found a keeper. <laughs> also, I never watched anime in my life until we got married. Oh, yes. before we got married. But. Yes, funny. this is true. Now he oh, watches it more than I man. do. Well, that's a lie. That, but. That's funny. Alrighty, but we're going to wrap up today with Question of the week. Question of the week. Question of the week. I had one, but in light of the topic of this conversation, I'm a, no, I'm just going to switch it up. I'm going to make it a little bit more light. I bet. Question of the week. Is food allowed in bed? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, you guys are so wrong. Oh. What? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Define your definition of what like, food. Like, are you talking like any like 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 are you like, like a full? Can like, food be everything. in the bed? Can you eat in bed? All food, yes. all food matters. Give me a five course meal in absolutely. the bed. Bundle oh, up, absolutely. Yeah. No. Put on some anime, eat some spicy noodles, have a granola bar. <laughs> oh, I can't yeah, wake up lit. to like chips in my in my sides. Why are you eating so you messy? Yeah. That's a you problem. Are you incapable of eating? See, I would say no, but Pri would be like, yes, he, he, he's a messy eater. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, but I... Yeah, but listen. It's, not like, it's not like I'm eating the food and I'm not 
cleaning up. I just don't like it. After myself after. That's listen. That that's one thing that we've talked about that she has sacrificed for me, which I appreciate. We not putting no food in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what it is. No, nothing. So you Dang. won't like like cook her breakfast and bring it to her in bed? Nah. Not that I've I would what I would do, what I would do, I would I would cook her breakfast and then pick her up out of bed and bring her to the, the kitchen. <laughs> Yeah, you got to get creative couch. sometimes. That's so extra. I don't, I, I don't mind like a drink in bed, like you know, but food is just mm. I can't. That's so Dang. funny. Dang, we still need to do that punishment challenge as well. So that could have been a good punishment question. You would have definitely. I don't think I would have. Oh, I don't yeah, think probably. I would have. You I'm said the same now. thing about Whopper versus Big Mac, and you still lost, bro. Elliot. I didn't lose. You were just like, like you just had a team of people that believed you. That's all it was. <laughs> FIAT, who, who chose what burger? I chose Big Mac. I didn't. Okay, I'm with Elliot. Mm. But thank you. But Matt can't really because didn't you do like a didn't you do a sponsorship thing with Burger King? <laughs> I was Whopper. Wednesday. Well, there we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tie game again. Well, guess what? Tie guess what? Matt's again. on my team and he's famous. Go. So Elliot, you lose. There you go. Claire is on Twitch. Yo, okay? I'll, I'll pop off more than Matt. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're creating problems. <laughs> even. We gotta stop. We can't do this. <laughs> You're creating solutions. They're gonna have their first real fight, guys. <laughs> hey, burgers hey. will be thrown. Oh no! Nobody loses when everyone wins. This is true. I That's say true. we. I say true. we get a bunch of whoppers and Big Macs, and then throw the. You know what's another? And then throw the Big Macs out and eat the whoppers. That's right, Matt. What were you saying? What's good for you is good for me. Yes. That's right. Yeah. That sounds like it should be like a slogan for the next fast food chain. Good for you is good for me. No one would go there. <laughs> it's not good for you. Oh, man. But anyways, that's the end of our series, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys have other ideas for another series we could potentially do, let us know. DM us on uh, Instagram at openconsciouspodcast or you can email us at openconsciouspodcast at gmail.com. Guys, leave ratings on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Also leave a written rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps with boosting promotion and advertising for this show. But anyways, first, EJ, where can they find you at, man? Uh, Instagram, this is Juwan96. Same old spiel as always. Always, always, every week. But now, Matt, where can they find you? Plug your stuff. On TV. Matthew Pachetti, Mom Spaghetti, Never Forgetty. <laughs> oh, he's got bars Any too. Any social media, you'll he's find got me. Bars. Y'all didn't know he's on the album, guys. He's on the album. Just look for that blue check. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> so at Matthew Paquette, guys, guys, go watch his YouTube videos. Seriously, they're they're actually really awesome. Clara, where can they find you at? Um, Instagram and Twitch. It is A Ralk A A R A L C. Clara backwards. Clara backwards, two ways. That makes it easier. There we go. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wait. It's always been like okay. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna keep it real with you guys. <laughs> I knew. I knew what your Instagram was, Clara. I didn't know it was your name backwards. Oh no! <laughs> it did. Nobody ever does. I thought. I. I thought you were just like. I thought you were just weird like that. I wasn't gonna say anything about it. But now it makes sense. No. Yep. Yeah, it's it's my name backwards. And yep. Yeah. That's like my name rearranged the toilet. I regret telling yeah, you. Yeah, you shouldn't. Oh, I love it though. <laughs> I regret it. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>